on today's episode of Infinity Sports. Chicago area sports writer and radio host Brandon Combs joins us to talk about Hank Aaron and his impact on the game of baseball. That right after the intro. I'm Wayne G, and as you can see, Sully is not in today. He was not feeling well, but we have a great replacement. We have Brandon Combs, the host of Triple Shot Sports on the All Access Sports Network. He's also the host of the Man Hour Radio on the 313 The Flash in Detroit on Wednesdays and on Saturdays at 9 a.m. on Big X Radio WXVW in Louisville. Brandon, how is it going? It's going good. It's going good. Uh Sad day in the uh, in the baseball world for sure, but uh, everything else going good. You know, can't can't complain for sure. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into Hank Aaron, make sure you like and subscribe at the bottom here, people. It does help out the show tremendously, and it puts you first in line when the new content comes out. If you prefer to listen to the show rather than watch it, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Listen to us while you're driving, going for a walk, or whatever it is you do while you listen to podcasts. We are an interactive show as well, so please feel free to reach out on Twitter at SportsInfinity5, Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast, and on Facebook at Infinity Sports Podcast. So, Brandon, Hank Aaron made his debut at the age of 20 years old. He retired at 42 and just had a phenomenal career. And I'm curious how you feel because when I heard the news, I was sad, and I never actually watched him play. <laughs> Yeah, so you know me, man. I'm a, I'm a baseball guy. I've watched lots of video. I've seen Hank Aaron play. I've I've watched a lot of his his games. I used to watch a show called uh, Home Run Derby. Um, and back in the day, I mean, they used to have a lot of these guys, and they would go and compete in little mini home run derbies, one versus one, and it was like a little tournament. And um, Hank Aaron was a part of that show. They had, I mean, lots of greats were a part of that show. But he was just a, a genuine guy. He was one of those guys who always came off as a guy you could just go to the bar and have a drink with. You know what I mean? Like, you get athletes, some athletes, where you're just like, man, that, that guy just does not seem like somebody I would, like, enjoy his company. And then you get other guys like Hank Aaron who just feel like they might be your next-door neighbor. You know what I mean? Um, so... It was definitely sad. I, I mean, I, he, uh, this guy is a top five baseball player of all time. Um, and so when you're a fan and when you are so deep into something, I mean, for for a guy like you, I would liken it to uh, the death of, of a Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? When you are so, you love the game of basketball as much as I love the game of baseball. And so you kind of feel attached to these guys, you know what I mean? And when 
somebody a, a name of this caliber it's always sad when anybody passes but when somebody of this caliber somebody who you feel like you've watched a lot of and you know a lot about um passes it's just it's a sad time well i think you touched on it and it was a great point that he seemed like an average guy a guy that you could talk to he had every right based on everything that happened in his life to be bitter and you know cold and reserved and he wasn't he was very open and he was a very you know friendly face so that's why i think when Ted Williams passed. It was sad. He's a legend, but it wasn't as sad because Ted Williams had a reputation of being kind of a dink, you know, and <laughs> Hank Aaron yeah. did not have that reputation. So I think that's what makes it a little bit more sad. Yeah. And, you know, it. I don't always like to say, say more, but it, it's just you feel closer to guys like that. You know what I mean? Like you feel it's like if if your your cousin passes away versus if the guy three houses down from you passes away. You know what I mean? When when you liken it to, to athletes you can really relate to and then some athletes that you can't. The athlete you can relate to is like losing a cousin, and the athlete you can't relate to is like the guy three doors down. You're like, oh, that's sad, but yeah. you move on with your day. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, look, there are – there are some. I mean, I remember when when Harry Carey died, when and he wasn't even an athlete; he was just an announcer. But he was one of my one of my idols, you know, in this business. And when he died, I mean, I was seventeen, and man, I cried, I cried like a baby. And and you know, there are, there are certain athletes that when they do that, Ron Santo was another one. I mean, he's more recent. I was probably, I don't know, maybe thirty one, thirty two when he passed away, and I cried. You know, those guys that you feel really, really connected to, uh, you know, they hurt a lot more, for sure. Not to get too far off of the uh, subject of the show, but it is related, which is in 1982, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He gets 406 out of 415 ballots, which is 97.8%, and rightfully he should be in. My problem is with the nine people who didn't put him on their ballot. Yeah, and you know, I like guys like Dan Shaughnessy <laughs> that just don't belong voting. I, you know, I I got into this argument on our show um, a couple weeks ago because I said anybody who doesn't one vote for somebody just because they don't want to have a unanimous vote should always lose their vote. And if you're not voting for Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or guys like that because of of the steroids, and that's where you draw the line. But we've got guys like Ty Cobb in the Hall of Fame. You kind of lose my respect there. And how you don't vote for a guy like Hank Aaron. I mean, this man had nearly 4,000 hits in his 23 years. This man was the home run king when he retired. Um, So... I don't understand the nine guys who didn't vote for him. Um, maybe they just, you know, took the day off and didn't turn in a ballot that year or whatnot. But it, I, I never understand that. I anybody who doesn't vote for a surefire Hall of Famer, like I, I'd like to meet the one guy or two. I, I can't remember how many didn't vote for Babe Ruth. Like I, like, blows my mind. You know what I mean? And. To have Mariano Rivera as the only unanimous vote of all time, I just I don't understand it as as a baseball guy and as a baseball mind. There, I I just don't get it. I don't get where where these old timers think that 
you know, they have the the ability to say, hey, you know, yeah, this guy's going to get in, but I'm not going to vote for him because, you know, uh, Babe Ruth didn't have 100% of the vote, so this guy doesn't get 100 That's just stupid. stupid. Well, I think that mentality is changing with the Mario and Rivera getting 100%. I think we're going to start seeing more and more of those guys who deserve 100% getting in. Yeah, the, the problem is you still got guys like, like I said, like Dan Shaughnessy, who turned in his ballot and didn't vote for anybody. And how you leave some of the guys that are like, I don't understand how you leave a Barry Bonds off the list. Uh, to, to me, to me, Barry Bonds, greatest player of all time, and we've talked about that before. Um, and guys that don't vote for guys that belong in just need to get lose their vote i i mean it's it's just in in all honesty the hall of fame has become to me a a symbolization of the good old boys club and it's it's really not the hall of fame because there are some players that i just i don't understand how they're not in well you touched on some of his statistics and i wanted to go over that because i think that because he was such a low-key personality i think he's one of those guys that once he passes obviously people go to baseball reference and they start looking up his stats and similar to me when i first got into wilt chamberlain i was like wow i didn't realize how good he was like he was really good and same thing here with hank aaron it's like well let me look up hank aaron's stats and like you said 3700 hits it's the third most all time behind ty cobb and pete rose he's got the second most home runs ever at 755 he's got the most rbis ever his war is seventh best at 143.1 yeah and you and I both agree that Ruth and Bonds are one and two. I have Ruth one, you have Bonds one. But is Hank Aaron three? I know you said top five. I mean, is he the third best player of all time? So he, on on my list, I have um, I have Bonds one, Ruth two, Willie Mays three, and I have Hank Aaron four. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I really feel like Ruth... Aaron and and Mays are all interchangeable. I have no problem if you have any one of those above the other. To me, the one guy who's not interchangeable is obviously Barry Bonds. I just I I, I feel very strongly about him being the greatest player of all time. But when you get into how many players there were of all time, and I mean you touched on a lot of stats there. One stat that I always loved about Hank Aaron, and that's a lost thing especially in today's game and with today's generation is the man never struck out a hundred times in a season like that 23 years and he never struck out a hundred times in a season. That's phenomenal. And nowadays with guys who are striking out 200 times a year and hitting 220 and they're having great seasons is, is mind boggling. So Hank Aaron and to be a top five guy or a top four guy and to be interchangeable with, with three other guys on that list, I don't think it's a slight. Like a lot of people be like, oh, I can't believe you have Ruth 2 or I can't believe you have this guy above Hank Aaron. To be a top five guy in a game that has been around for, what, 120, 130 years now, to be a top five yeah, guy in a sport that's been around that long – is an amazing feat. <laughs> so when people start arguing, oh, I don't believe this guy belongs there, or I think that this guy should be, you know, one higher or two higher. Okay, cool. I, I yeah, that's. I mean, that's not a bad argument. Um, but he's still a top five guy of all time. <laughs> so I, 
I think that, you know, a lot of guys on the list are, are interchangeable by a couple of spots here or there. I think you could argue this guy or that guy. Um, and Hank Aaron is one of those guys that is, you know, one of the greatest of all time. You know, in a sport like baseball, that's just something that you can say is, you know, it's it's a it's a sport where you could say one of the greatest of all time. And it means the same thing in other sports as the greatest of all time, because to be one of the greatest of all time in the game of baseball is just a phenomenal feat. Well, when comparing him to the top two that we both have, you know, I look at his home runs and 14 times in his career, he hit 30 plus home runs. That's the same number as Barry Bonds. That's one more than Babe Ruth. Eight times in his career, he hit 40 plus home runs. That's the same number as Barry Bonds. And it's uh, a little bit less than Ruth. I think the reason he doesn't get put in those categories, even though he had 755 home runs, is because he never hit 50, right? I mean, both those guys hit 60 and 70. Right, right. And the thing, too, is, I mean, it's not just about a lot of people will always go to the power numbers and and say that that separates them. But then I could say, well, he played the same amount of years as Ruth. I think he played one more year than Ruth, but really only a half year longer than Ruth. But he had over a thousand more hits Mm -hmm. like this. Hank Aaron could just flat out hit the ball i mean he was he was a a an all fields he could spray the ball everywhere i mean he had a thousand more hits than than ruth and and uh, about 900 more hits than than bonds so that might be the thing that separates him from them so it, it's really a matter of what you take into account into your stats um for me when i look at stats Let's say let's let's take it in a football perspective because we have this argument, especially lately with Tom Brady, of is he the greatest of all time or can you throw Joe Montana or can you throw Aaron Rodgers in there? And the one thing that I always say about every sport when I talk about the greatest of all time is that I take into effect of what they did with who was around them. And so when you look at Barry Bonds and the era he was playing in, the steroid era, People were playing above their abilities because of the steroid era. I think we can all, you know, agree that steroids help you out a little bit, but it's not as much as people want to to make it out to be. But there are guys who Barry Bonds was a phenomenal athlete and Barry Bonds was the best baseball player I had ever seen before he supposedly started taking steroids. And I always say supposedly with Barry Bonds because he never tested positive. So I, you give him the benefit of the doubt, right? This is America. We're innocent until proven guilty on, you know, unless you're talking about politics now and then that's a whole different story, but you Barry Bonds being the greatest of all time to me is an accumulation of who he was playing against the era that he was playing in and everybody else and what they were doing around him. Hank Aaron and, and Babe Ruth did not face the pitching that Barry Bonds faced. And that is what separates Barry Bonds for me. And Hank Aaron, you know, faced better pitching than Babe Ruth. So I just, for me, it's it's just an accumulation of everything. You have to take everything into account because there are some stats that separate Ruth and Bonds from Aaron, and there are some stats that separate Aaron from Bonds and Ruth, like like the hits. Um, I believe Barry Bonds had a couple of seasons where he struck out over 100 times, um, and like I said, or I think it was one season where he said it was a rookie season. 
that he struck out 100 times. And Babe Ruth, you know, struck out, uh, never struck out 100 times. And there are things that these guys do differently that are better than what the other guys do. You look at Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was an all-star every year except for his rookie year and his uh, final season. Babe Ruth, because they didn't do all-star games back then, doesn't have that accomplishment next to his name. You know what I mean? So it just depends on what stat you look at and what stat you take into accountability, which will determine where you have guys in each position, which is why this is always such a great debate because you could go at it time and time and time again and always come up with different answers. Well, and we talked about some of those statistics. One of those things is most valuable player. Hank Aaron won one most valuable player award, but he finished in the top three, seven times. Um, We look at his war, which, you know, he was top 16. I'm sorry. uh, 16 times. He was in the top 10, 11 times. He was in the top five for war. So he was a phenomenal player. I'm wondering why he didn't win more MVPs, but I guess you have to look at the guys in the era that he was playing with. And the best example of that is gold gloves. So gold glove, Hank Aaron wins in 58, 59 and 60. And then doesn't right. win another one. And I say, well, what happened in 1960? Well, then it went to Kurt Flood, Willie Mays, and Roberto Clemente, and you can't really get into that group. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, too. You know, people take into war. I got into this argument on Facebook the other day with a guy who just completely just, you could tell, just doesn't understand the game. And he wanted to go off of war. And we were talking about current players. And he was saying, you know, um, that the Cubs a couple years ago really dropped the ball by not signing uh, Bryce Harper. And he, he wanted to say his war. Oh, his war is this and his war is that. Well, I obliterated that stat by saying, well, then the Cubs did the absolute right move and they didn't sign Bryce Harper and they kept Jason Hayward because Jason Hayward's war is five points above Bryce Harper's career and his war has been better in the last two seasons than Bryce Harper. So by that stat, you know, you could look at other guys and be like, well, yeah, but this guy, I mean, you look at Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth's war, I think they're like 30 or 40 points above what Hank Aaron's was. Um, these guys are, were just different different animals, different breeds. Um, and, you know, it, again, we could sit here, and it's a great argument. Like, you know me, I, I'll sit here until – the start of the football games today and I'll talk baseball with you. Like, that's just, that's what I, that's what I love to do. Um, But no matter how long we sit here and argue it, the one thing will always come true is that your beliefs are your beliefs and my beliefs are my beliefs, but the stats are the stats. And Hank Aaron was a great baseball player. One of the greatest of all time. And it's unquestionable that he's a top five player of all time. I, I mean, if you don't have Hank Aaron in your top five, at least I, that's when we would really start to get into a deep argument. Um, so, but I, I think he's just, I think he's interchangeable with, with three out of the top five. Well, a couple of quotes that he had, and I think they were pretty great. The first one is that uh, the pitcher has got only a ball. I have a bat, so the percentage of weapons is in my favor. I'll let the guy with the ball do the fretting. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, man, some of these guys, especially, you know, Hank Aaron, uh, he was, and a lot of people don't know that about him, is that he was just a, he was a funny guy. He was a character. He would say stuff that would, like that, that would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's right, you know? Um, but it, 
I love I love old quotes like that. Some of these things that they used to say back in the day are are absolutely phenomenal, and that's one of the greatest quotes I've I've heard from a baseball player ever. Well, my favorite quote probably from Hank Aaron is, "I don't see pitches down the middle anymore, not even in batting practice." <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, why why would you throw Hank Aaron a pitch down the middle? I mean, it's just it's yeah. <laughs> That guy, you, you don't challenge him. You don't challenge him anywhere. You couldn't challenge him outside. You couldn't challenge him inside. You couldn't challenge him down the middle. He was one of the really, truly great hitters of all time. I know a lot of people will argue, you know, guys like Pete Rose um, and some other guys in there about being the greatest pure hitters of all time. One of the best pure hitters I ever saw was Manny Ramirez. Um, but he's not even on the level of a Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron could really spray the ball around to all fields. He was just the smartest guy in the box in his era, for sure. He he saw things differently. I, I really think Hank Aaron was ahead of his time. I, I just think he saw the game differently than other hitters of his era were really seeing the ball and that's saying something because he really played with some great ball players i mean he played in the era of a willie mays you know which i have just above him on my all-time list but he he just saw things that he was a part of a group of maybe about five or six ball players of his era that were just truly remarkable and truly ahead of their times well Baseball players took to Twitter to pay their respects. Uh, I've got three tweets here that I'll, I'll read to you. The third one's the one that I find the most interesting and I, and I want to get your take on. But the first one is David Ortiz says, a legend on and off the field, the best to ever do it. RIP, Mr. Hank Aaron. Frank Thomas says, I'm speechless. RIP to the greatest of all time, Mr. Hank Aaron. I'm stunned. Hank was the standard of greatness for me. The one man I acted like a kid around, starstruck always. He was the definition of class. God bless you and your family. And the third one was Barry Bonds paid a tribute. He had a long tribute, and he had a picture of Hank Aaron, um, you know, with him on the field. And the reason I think this one was interesting is because Hank Aaron did come out and say that he felt that anybody who was linked to steroids should have an asterisk next to their statistics. Yeah, you know, the the one that there for me was was Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas was he was another really good pure hitter. He was another guy who understood the game. He's also been an advocate for, for the, the steroid era saying that they, they don't belong, blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, look, I understand the old timers of the game. I understand the Hank Aaron's. I understand the, the guys who did it, you know, quote unquote, the, the right way. Um, but each era has its its flaws. So you look at the dead ball era. You could look at the, you know, back in in Hank Aaron's day, they used to do. They they'd find ways to cheat too. I mean, the the spitball, the all, all sorts of different things that they could find to enhance their game. They would do it, whether it was pine tar, whether it was whatever the case was. Hitters and pitchers all throughout the history of baseball have tried to find a way to gain a competitive advantage. The steroid era questionably, you know, took it to a, a different level. 
um, much like, you know, more recently, the Houston Astros and, and, and the, the videotape scandal. I just think that you take the players of that era for what they are. And unless you are going to break it down per era and say, this is the greatest guy from night. This is, these are the list of 50 greatest players from 19 or 1820 to, to 1940. These are the greatest you know players from 1940 to, to 1980. Unless you're going to do it that way, you have to take into account every era for what they were. And, Barry Bonds, again, pre everybody starts thinking he started growing, he started getting bigger, you know, around 1998, around the time Sosa and McGuire were doing all that, and he was having a great season, but he wanted to keep up, and he wanted, you know, to, to hit the home runs, and he wanted to this and that. That man was already a perennial gold glove, perennial all-star, one of the best hitters in the game. So to sit there and say that they need an asterisk next to their name to me is just silly. Um, I think that. Well, I think he was saying an asterisk next to their statistics. And so the reason I bring this up is you mentioned too the the greatest home run hitters of all time or the home run kings, right? Uh, Hank yeah. Aaron hit 755, Barry Bonds hit 770 or something like that. Yeah. And of those 770, 500 were after 1998. Yeah, and, and I mean, Barry Bonds, and, and whether whether you have the home runs or not. So that's one thing that, that when it comes to statistics, if you want to take something out of the steroid era, the one thing you take away is a power number if you wanted to to really talk about who they are as a player, which is why I don't believe guys like Sosa and McGuire are Hall of Famers, because if you take away their home run numbers, they're not really much. They're they're average ball players at best. Barry Bonds is still a Hall of Fame, first ballot, great ball player if you take away the power numbers. I mean, the man was just feared as a hitter, not just a power hitter, but he was feared as a hitter. That guy was clutch. He he hit the ball to all fields, much like Hank Aaron did. He was an amazing athlete. So, again, even when it comes to statistics, I don't like putting an asterisk on it because, you know what, to me, Barry Bonds was on a level playing field. Everybody in that era was juicing, pitchers included. Not Frank you Thomas. Know, uh, you know, look – People people come at me all the time with names. I don't believe that anybody in that era was not juicing. There's no way Cal Ripken wasn't juicing. There, there's no – like, you don't play that many straight games and not be taking something to help you get through the the aches and pains of the regular season. There's, you just don't. And Frank Thomas – I mean, Frank Thomas was just a huge, huge individual. He was a tight end in college. Yeah, but you can't – like I, I don't for one second believe that while everybody else in the game is doing this, you're not doing something to help you keep up. You know what I mean? Like if it gives you that much of an advantage, then Frank Thomas probably would have been surpassed, right? I mean, if steroids are that big of a deal, if steroids make you that much of a greater ball player, how is Frank Thomas? If that's the case, Frank Thomas is the greatest ball player we've ever seen step on a field because 
that if he did things cleanly in an era where everybody else was juicing and everybody else was was gaining competitive advantages and he didn't need that to me that might vault him to the top of the list well, I'm not going to say he's the only person. I mean, there are guys like Pedro Martinez. I don't know if he did, um, but he pitched phenomenally. Greg Maddox, you know, guys like that. There are guys that weren't – they didn't show it anyways. You know, Cal Ripken, you mentioned, you know, maybe he was on steroids for healing, but Cal Ripken also didn't hit 500 career home runs. You know, I mean, he wasn't a power player. So it's it's – that's why I kind of differentiate. The one old-time player that I bring up is Nolan Ryan only because the guy was throwing 102 miles per hour at 45 years old. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, so, and, he, and he used to get really angry on the baseball field, so that could have been some roid rage there. I mean, ask Robin Ventura about that. Uh, I definitely appreciate you joining the show. Again, this was Brandon Combs, uh, a friend of mine. We started Triple Shot Sports together, and he's uh, moved on to doing radio. And it's very exciting to have you on. You were the first person I thought of when this happened because I know how much you love the game of baseball. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's definitely, um, you know, fun to be on the show for sure. Um, also just, you know, sad for for Hank Aaron and his family. Um, you know, and all thoughts and, and prayers are out with him. Um, but definitely thanks for having me on the show. Anytime you, know, you guys want to talk some sports or anytime you just want somebody to come out here and, and make Sully angry, man, feel free to give me a call. Normally we end the show with Kenny Smith saying it's over, but today I thought it would be important to end with the video of Frank, not Frank Thomas, of Hank Aaron hitting his 715th career home run, the call by Vin Scully. No special overlays, no fancy graphics, just greatness. And stay a professional in pitches game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting, the outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is 